live from the heart of Los Angeles, this is the at-home edition of the Life Changes Show. Look at the bright lights. Look at the bright lights. With tonight's guest, author and founder of International Simultaneous Policy Organization, John Bunzel. Look at the and performance guest, Andre Ripa. I am Mark Lejeune, and now our host, the MC, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio. I have already learned so much and can't wait to share what both of our guests and performance guests have to offer today. Uh, one of the things that that uh, kept coming to mind is uh, a quote that is uh, attributed to Albert Einstein that says, the significant problems we have cannot be solved at the same level of thinking with which we created them. And it's interesting that we'll be talking a little bit about competition and competition or at least uh, the ingraining of competition, not just within our corporations, as we're going to be talking about, but within our children, within us as we were growing up, and how potentially that is one of the significant problems that we cannot solve at the same level of thinking with which we created them. And I say created because... I remember, I don't know if I really understood competition except for the fact that I was, I was being pitted against people who seemed to be very different than I to begin with. And so I was asked questions like, how come you can't do such and such like so-and-so? And, you know, so-and-so does better at this than you. And there were reasons uh, P potentially more than I than I could grasp as a child, uh, uh, but I started to invent things in my head like, oh, I I should be better at this. Uh, I can be better at that, and some of that may have helped me be better at certain things. I, I think for the most part, though, uh, I I think in in one specific uh, scenario, I remember. Uh, wanting to be better at something that I didn't even want to be better at and that I didn't uh, connect with and it didn't feel like it served me. And consequently, it, it I have never looked back, but at the time, it caused me much consternation. So I could imagine that if as children we're raised with this uh, competition, and that's not even going into competing uh, in different ways, uh, uh, spelling bees and sports, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a bigger conversation than all this. But I can imagine if that's instilled with us in, in, within us as children, that we carry that throughout our lives into every area of our life and potentially, much like I was inventing things uh, of, I could be better at that, I could do that better, potentially, as adults, we're still doing that and competing in areas that we shouldn't be competing in, doing things that maybe we shouldn't be doing just because we think we're going to win when potentially we might be losing bigger someplace else. Uh, so I can't wait for our conversation with our guest, John Bunzel, today. And then our performance guest, not only our conversation, but his music, Andre Ripa, all on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition when we come back right after this. Have you felt inspired to meditate but you just can't? Do you suffer from anxiety but fidget toys just make you more fidgety? Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, Phi Beads. Transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math, and psychology. All five beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence, nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time. The Fibonacci sequence, also known as the golden mean or the golden ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos like we see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own body. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear. 
Phi beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Phi meditation. Phi meditation helps you harness the power of I am for intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Phi beads at phibeads.com. That's Phi, P-H-I, beads.com. You are listening to a conversation that matters on the Life Changes Show. Broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. We're back. Life changes indeed. And today, uh, lots of changes uh, for the good. I am Filippo Voltaggio, host of the Life Changes Show right now at Home Edition, online with our producer and co-host, Mark Lejour. Lots of changes indeed. And, uh, you know, thinking about uh, that quote and, and your comments and the conversation that we're going to have within today's environment, you know, points back to, to nature and solutions being simple and elegant. And, and, you know, so much of, of what got us here was overthinking and overly complex. And uh, I'm really excited for, uh, for today's guest and for our conversation. Wonderful. Uh, thank you. And, and the word natural is really interesting. I think it's going to come up at the top of our conversation with our guest. We've titled this episode, A New Direction for Solving Global Challenges. Our interview guest is a global political activist and businessman. He's an author. He's founder of International Simultaneous Policy Organization. Can't wait to get into what that means and the simultaneous policy. Simple. Welcome to the show, John M. Bunzel. Hi, guys. Hi, Filippo. Hi, Mark. Lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me. It's great to have you here all the way from uh, London, right? That's correct. Uh, and, and from London, you're looking at uh, the whole world and, and how business is done and, and how government is done and uh, how, uh, how we can do it better. And, and so Mark mentioned the word natural, and I, I had to think uh, competition is natural, so we've been told. What if we had been told cooperation is natural? Well, absolutely, it is. And, and uh, just thinking back to what you said earlier in the introduction, Filippo, about your, your childhood, is when we think about a healthy competitive game, whether it's a game of football or tennis or whatever, uh, we think about the, the competition part of it, which is the two tennis players slugging it out. But what we, what we often miss is the cooperation part. So the cooperation part is the the fact that there's a lawn tennis association, that the, the rules of tennis are in place, the net is a certain height, the lines are, are a regular shape and size, the court is, is, is uh, policed by lines people or by uh, Hawkeye. And so that's the cooperation part. So we, we tend to um, forget that competition and cooperation actually need to be in balance. Uh, competition is healthy when the cooperative governance, the rules, and the enforcement of those rules is, is adequate to keep it healthy. What, 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 when it gets unhealthy is when those rules can be transgressed. So if one player finds a way of circumventing the rules, then the other has to follow, otherwise he or she is going to lose out. So it's, it's actually quite a finely balanced um, uh, scenario. As Mark was saying also about uh, in this moment, in, in this day, uh, potentially to what you're saying, John, we're seeing more of the negative effects when the competition wins out over cooperation as opposed to the balance being there. Yeah, that's right. I mean, th th this is what Simpol is really all about. You know, today we live in, in a globalized economy. And yet our governance structures are really only national. So it's, it's a little bit like having a, a game of soccer where there is, you know, where there are, are sort of uh, 200 referees and, and uh, but only, um, you know, 11 players on each side. 
uh, you know, uh, the, the short answer <laughs> is is that any any entity that that can move across easily across national borders, such as multinational corporations who can shift their tax domiciles to to wherever is cheapest, they can play one government off against another, and so you have a kind of vicious circle. What what I call in my book destructive global competition, whereby governments are under continually undercutting each other in terms of their corporate tax levels or of their environmental regulations in order to make their, their national economies, economies relatively more attractive to inward investors and corporations and so forth. But of course, the, 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 um, the cost of that is the global, are the global problems we see today, like climate change and, and uh, wealth inequality, extreme wealth inequality and so forth, which governments just cannot deal with for fear of losing out to other governments. I, I, I get a visual of a, of a child uh, putting their hands over their eyes and, and making whatever's in front of them pretty much disappear somehow in their mind. And that, that we need to mature out of that because somehow it seems like we've been doing that. Like it's happening over there, we can't see it anyway, so it's not happening, but it is. Yeah, and it's and, affecting and, all of us. Well, that's right. And the, what, what you said about Einstein comes to mind is, is that most of us in the world today think what I, what I call nation-centrically. It's a little bit like we, we look at the world through national glasses or national spectacles. And so when we say, oh, well, if we cut this tax or, or, or water down this environmental regulation, that will make the U.S. economy more competitive. That sounds like a great thing, yeah. But when you put on your world-centric glasses and you see that all other governments are playing exactly the same game, you can see that that actually is going to be a vicious circle. So, you know, we, we won't solve global problems through at, at the national level or with a, with a national point of view. We have to, we have to uh, adopt a, a, a world-centric, a global understanding of, of the way competition works in the global economy in order to understand that we need global simultaneous implementation of solutions so that no nation loses out. Everybody would win. We might be jumping ahead here. I, I, I'm thinking of how we in this country have had certain things and then we are also, some of us learning that certain things are also causing problems to the planet. So maybe we shouldn't be making certain things certain ways, et cetera. When somebody on the other side of the world hasn't had the opportunity to have certain things, and so now they want them. And for us to say to them, well, you can't have them because can't you see they cause these problems? It, 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 you, in a, on, a, on one level, they have the right to have those things and have that experience too. So how do we balance that? Well, that, that's, that's a very, very good point. And basically, the, 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 the idea of simultaneous policy is not that every nation would do exactly the same thing at the same time, uh. but that, you know, for, for exactly the reason that you point out, uh, Philippa, you know, different nations are at different stages of development, their economies are at different stages of development. But despite that, there needs to be some kind of global coherence and some kind of redistribution of some, of, from the more capable countries to the less capable countries um, so that um, they, they can adopt uh, more environmentally friendly technologies and, and ways of, of, uh, of, of doing business. So it's, it's really, uh, it's not about everybody doing the same thing. It is in fact, as you say, every, about, every, about cooperation, um, but done in a way that, that suits the needs and abilities of each nation. So in other words, if we're having like a potluck, you don't want everybody to bring a salad. I mean, unless it's a salad <laughs> party. <laughs> it's no, absolutely. No, that, no, that's, that, that would be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and we don't think about it sometimes in such simple terms. So getting back to, to simple, uh, what, what was the inspiration for simple? And then, uh, uh, well, and then we'll talk about the, the simultaneity of it. So what was the inspiration? Well, the inspiration actually was a, 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 um, 
a, a Sunday lunch with my family about 20 years ago. And my kids were talking about climate change because they were doing it at school. And um, my mum, bless her, at the end of the meal, sort of turned around and said, well, John, uh, you know, what would you do to solve climate change? And, mm. you know, with my Love business it. hat on, I, I kind of went inside myself and I kind of realised, well, that all or sufficient nations would have to implement solutions simultaneously so that no nation would lose out, that corporations couldn't play one government off against another, that, uh, you know, so that everybody would win. And that there would be, uh, you know, every everybody's relative competitiveness would remain the same. Um, so um, that was where it started. But I, but I also realised that, you know, the the whole idea of simultaneous action allows us to creates a new world. Because when you're stuck in a vicious circle, if you can negotiate with all your competitors and say, well, look, if we stopped fighting and started doing cooperating to implement xyz that xyz is becomes a new world that that under the competitive constraints can't be accessed but through simultaneous action it can be accessed and so i think as our world sort of is gradually um, suffering under this sort of destructive competition that we're seeing at the moment and, and global problems getting worse and worse and worse I think the point will come when it's going to be in every nation's interest to adopt a framework uh, such as Simpol. Well, since we've been using the sports analogies and the and the children analyses, as I, I, I when we were talking, I, I also had a visual of of two kids fighting in the playground and people gathering around or other kids gathering around and watching them. And then at that point, if they wanted to stop, they couldn't stop because they'd have to save face as who stopped first was actually the loser uh, when they know that everybody's going to lose if, if they keep going. So uh, being able to stop them at the same time, and that is the simple solution, right? Well, that's right. That's where, that's where the negotiating comes in, because if you, if you think about it, you, two, two competitors can, can keep fighting whilst they're still negotiating, right? So you can, you can say, well, look, you know, you, we can still trade punches, but whilst we're trading punches, we can still, <laughs> we can still talk to each other and say, well, look, if you stop, I'll stop, you know, uh, we'll count to three and then we'll stop, you know, so you, you can negotiate a, a, um, an agreement even whilst you're still protecting your position competitively. And that's, that's what exactly what simple, that's exactly that principle principle that simple follows. Uh, so, so take us into the business world with that. Okay, so, um, well, you know, the, the simple consists of really three things. First, that, that global problems require s solutions that are implemented by all the sufficient nations simultaneously so that no nation loses out. Um, the second aspect is, is that we would have the implementation of multi-issue policy packages so that what a nation might lose on one issue, it can gain on another. One of the problems right now, I think you'll recognize with the United Nations process is that they're just dealing with one problem at a time, such as carbon emissions. But with any, any single issue, you will always get some nations that win and others that lose. And the losing nations, of course, have no incentive to cooperate. And that's exactly why you see no action being taken um, through, the, through the United Nations um, process. So with Simpol, we'd be talking about a multi-issue policy package. And the, th the third aspect of Simpol is that is the ci is citizens can use their votes to drive politicians to uh, implement and to sign up and implement the policy. And we do that by simply declaring to politicians that we'll give strong voting preference at national elections to whichever politician or party signs the Simpol pledge. Uh, and in that manner, we've actually managed to get um, over 100 members of parliament in the UK, about 40 in Germany, about 15 in Ireland, a few in Australia, some in the European parliament, to sign the pledge that they will implement Simpol alongside other governments. 
So <clears throat> that, that's, that's what it is in a, in a nutshell, Filippo. And if you think about it, if, if, if these things are, are these, these regulations, these solutions are implemented globally and simultaneously for business, that would mean that there's a level playing field, that no business would lose out unduly to any other because all nations would be implementing complementary regulations, taxes, and whatever at the same time. And as a, as a businessman myself, I, I know that what I'm afraid of is not so much losing profitability as losing profitability that my competitors are not losing too. Or, or if you put it another way, I don't mind regulations and taxes so long as I know my competitors are being being uh, regulated in exactly the same way. So that's that's what Simpol, I think, offers business is a way that we can solve these issues without any business uh, losing its uh, relative competitiveness. Uh, there's an element of fairness as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, because you won't get agreements without fairness. So. One of the interesting things here is that that the people have a voice, and uh, the the approach is is not just with governance. You're also taking uh, the approach with the people. So, people, what is it that we want? What is it that we want to vote for as a global community? Uh, and then uh, those who are within the governments, uh, who who's on board with what the people want? Yes, but I, let, let me just be clear, Philippa, that, that Simpol only deals with policies or issues that nations can't deal with alone. So it doesn't impact, it doesn't uh, encroach on national sovereignty. Mm. It only offers mm. countries a means of dealing with problems, global problems that they can't deal with alone. And so, in mm. fact, Simpol is, a, I would say, is an extension of national sovereignty. Mm. So the, the policies that citizens who, who support Simpol would be deliberating on are only those, those global level policies. We're not talking about anything else. You know, we're not talking about abortion or, or, or uh, capital punishment or any of those other sort of hugely divisive issues that many nations are, are dealing with at a national level. We are only talking about the global level of, of policy. You know, it's interesting. And in for some reason, this came to mind uh, in the art world. Uh, I remember years ago, there was a plea from uh, Italy. I don't remember if it was uh, the art community or the government or something that uh, people in the world love to come to Italy to see these structures and it's it's costly for Italy to maintain them. Do we want to get together and help maintain them financially? Uh, and I don't remember. I wasn't planning on talking about that, but for some reason, that though it's only happening in Italy potentially for that particular art piece, it's of importance to the whole world. That that's applicable as well to uh, uh, to the natural resources of a certain country, correct? Yes, yes, that's right. That's an interesting one. I hadn't I hadn't thought about that. I mean, the the typical issues that that would fall into the sort of simple ambit would be climate change, um, financial market regulation, um, uh, wealth inequality, nuclear and uh, nuclear disarmament. Um, uh, health pandemics, um, those kind of things. Um, I hadn't actually thought of of heritage of of national heritage, but in some senses, I could see that that might might be applicable. I was using it as as an example of how the world responded to the needs of one country for the benefit uh, of the world, and and so yeah. Uh, in what you're sharing also, you're not necessarily uh, saying that this is a, a governing or policing board either, right? 
No, 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 that's that, that's right. I mean, Simpol is really just a, it's more like a, a citizen-driven international treaty. Mm. Um, it, it, you know, that that's more what it's about. It's not about a world government or, or anything like that. Um, it's, it's really a practical citizen-driven international treaty covering those issues that, that really have to be dealt with at the global uh, level. So I, I, I want to drive this point home because I, I really like it in the sense that, so if this treaty everybody agrees on, it, it's fair, et cetera, whatever the issue is, that all countries, all people, all organizations and, and uh, corporations on, for example, uh, January 2023 if it could be implemented that quickly we're all going to adopt this together and so nobody wins or loses it all happens at the same time that kind of thing right well hopefully everybody would win <laughs> right. that would be the idea in right. terms of a livable planet and uh and all the rest of it you know so you've already seen something like this in action in in the uk right well, we, we have we, we have um, politicians in the UK and in some other countries signed up to this. Yes. Wow. Um, but it, it, it's, it's, it hasn't actually been implemented because obviously it can't be implemented until we get more global coverage. And that we're a long way from that. OK, so this is all part of the awareness. So at the end of this conversation, it'll be how do we get uh, this awareness as far and wide as possible and get uh, yeah, govern governance to 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 sign up and and people to sign up, right? Absolutely, yeah. That that's that's right. I mean, at this stage, what we're talking about is getting support in principle by getting citizens and governments to sign on to Simpol, and then when you have a, a sufficient number signed on, then you can start moving on to okay, what what are the what is the actual policy content of Simpol going to be, uh, and you know that's when um, uh, that's when the sort of hard, the tougher negotiating of, of the different issues would come into play. So I, I, just as a potentially a, a human uh, curiosity, and it might not be an elevated thought or a spiritual one, uh, potentially some people could say, yes, but they got away with it for so many years and so they have to pay kind of thing. So there's blaming and shaming potentially, right? There is. I mean, that, that's what you have now. I, I think the, the way you have to look at this, Filippo, is, is that as, as global problems get worse and worse, the pressure for cooperation gets higher and higher. And so I think that when push comes to shove, the main aim in people's minds will be how do we get an agreement to solve these problems rather than carrying on the, the blame game. So the, the longer we play the blame game, the, the less time we have to actually solve and, the problems. And the higher the pressure will be to, to cooperate. And in a sense, that's kind of the way evolution works. So Sadly, speak, so so speaking of of uh, evolution, uh, you uh, have gotten the attention of evolutionary biologists because of what you just said. Uh, could you? Yeah, share? yes. I mean, we have David Sloan Wilson is a is a is a strong supporter. Uh, John Stewart and um, Elizabeth Sartouris um, and a number of others because they. they I mean, this was actually a surprise to me, Philippa, when, when they first approached me about it. They said, you know, are you aware, John, that Simpol operates in a very similar way to the way evolution has overcome competition bottlenecks in the past? And I didn't know what they were talking about when they first mentioned it. Mm. But, um, uh, you know, when I, when I started reading around it, I could see um, precisely the context that they were talking about. And, and that, that's really quite fascinating, I think, because uh, what it shows us is that, that scary and potentially life-threatening, though global problems are, 
what they're what what it really is about is evolution calling us to implement appropriate global cooperation to balance the global competition and that kind of brings us back to where we started if you like mm. Uh, interesting. So, so it sounds like a maturing of the civilization and potentially absolutely. This is part of the process. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you could see, you know, you could see the whole of human evolution as a, a kind of dance between competition and cooperation. And, you know, whenever competition is always a sort of default mode of action, but when competition gets destructive and, and, and threatens wipeout, you then get cooperation coming in at a higher level. And then the competition starts all over again. And it's, and it's through that cycle that we've moved from, uh, from families to larger tribes, to larger middle-aged small states, to larger nation states. And now we're at the next level where evolution is calling us to some form of global cooperation. Well, well, we're going to talk about, uh, when we come back with John Bunzel, how we can participate in simple and this uh, major shift in our uh, evolution as a humanity and as a civilization. Uh, very exciting. So great to be having this conversation. And I have to uh, thank Alison Goldwyn of uh, Synchronistory for introducing us actually to our performance guest as well. So both John and Andre. Speaking of our performance guests, uh, after uh, John, we're going to have our Ask Dorothy segment and then our performance segment with Andre Ripa, all on the Life Changes show at Home Edition right after this. The Little Dog That Could is the fantastically true story of a man and a little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life, love, and healing beyond his human understanding. Best-selling author Filippo Voltaggio, who currently hosts the highly regarded Life Changes show, is an internationally known singer, speaker, and life coach. Filippo offers up his own story, how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery. In The Little Dog That Could, Filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's thelittledogthatcould.com. You are listening to A Conversation That Matters on The Life Changes Show. Broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. A new direction for solving global challenges. That is our episode title today, episode 687. Our guest is a global political activist and businessman, author, founder of International Simultaneous Policy Organization, ISPO, and the Simultaneous Policy, Simple. We've been speaking with John M. Bunzel. And uh, John, uh, before we go into what people can do right now, as far as uh, what we've been talking about is concerned, that one more quick little thing on, uh, uh, well, not so little, on uh, evolution and uh, the, the multi-cell organism uh, becoming the human body by accepting the DNA kind of thing. I love that analogy you gave when we spoke. All right, yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's just, it, it's sort of helpful as a way of, of, of thinking about it because if, if, um, if the, the cells that our bodies are composed of were completely independent and didn't share the same DNA, uh, that, that they couldn't cooperate. They couldn't come together and, and form a, a multi-celled organism. So the way that evolution overcame that was by um, was by all the cells in your body having the same DNA, mm. and of course, 
if your cells in your body start escaping that global governance or that simultaneous governance regime, um, and they start multiplying outside of the control of your, your, no your normal DNA, what you have in your body is cancer. And so, you know, what we have in the world today, in a sense, is a, is, I mean, it's a, it's a slightly different situation because in the, with the body, you're talking about the breakdown of the body. But with, with the world today, we haven't yet, we're like creating the very first global multi-celled organism, if you like. And it's never happened before. And so, um, if you like, the simple... Um, principles could if you like be the, the the dna principles that could bring all or sufficient nations to together to deal with the issues that are that are threatening to overwhelm us right now excellent well we uh so thank you for that we've been talking about simpol which is uh simultaneous policy very clever of you simultaneous policy simpol spelt S-I-M-P-O-L. So you could go to simpol.org, simpol.org, and what will they do there, John? Yes, so, so all we uh, invite people to do is just to sign on to the campaign, which is, which is completely free. It just takes a couple of minutes. And really, that's your... That, that, that's the, the minimum, you know, the, that's, that's the minimum you need to do. If you want to get more involved in the campaign, there's lots uh, uh, that, that we need people to do and needs to be done. Um, so there's everything to play for. Um, what we would do is we'll put you in touch with the national coordinator in your country. They can tell you what's going on uh, in the US, if that's the case, or Canada or wherever. Uh, and, um, you know, we, we, when you sign up, that is also your signal to your political representatives that they better sign on to the on to Simpol themselves or risk losing your vote to another politician that signs instead. Mm. Mm. Wonderful. And you make it sound so Simpol. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's simple at one level, but it's quite complex at another. So, you know, it depends. You, you know, uh, as we're bringing this wonderful conversation to a close and, and very exciting one, I, I love the fact that it started with a question with your mom and and that like you're right in the middle uh, at, in the sense that your mom asked the question and and your children were present as if uh like you are the bridge between the question and the answer well we've all got to be that bridge uh, mm -hmm. i think Filippo. you know this is this is simple is just an idea whether it really succeeds or not depends on each one of us here here so simple.org so, yeah so simple.org um, or, um, or alternatively, us.simpol.org is our US site. Ah, okay. Well, maybe we yeah. should add that to the website as well, since yeah. But uh, you, you'll, you can reach it through simpol.org. Oh, okay. okay, very yeah. good. Well, and of course, uh, they're on Facebook. They're on YouTube. You can find them all over on Facebook. It's Simple International. Uh, but but find them. We have uh, Changing the World is Simpol uh, video on our website uh, for uh, the page that we've created for John. John, what a pleasure to have you on and thank you for what you're doing and, and for sharing it with us today. Well, the pleasure's all mine, guys. Thank you very much indeed. I know it's evening there, so have a good night to you. And, thank you. Have uh, a good day to you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Unzel. Cheerio. And cheers. And with that, we have our Ask Dorothy segment. Dear Dorothy, this is Bill from Houston, Texas. I'm a healer now and doing the things you taught me when I lived in San Diego and took your energetic alchemy classes. I took a class here a few months ago about how to use a pendulum to get yes and no answers. I'm a little confused because sometimes I'm very accurate and other times my clients tell me that I was wrong about the outcomes they asked about. How can I get better with my answers? Pendulums are interesting devices, Bill, and I use mine quite often. 
However, I usually feel like I know whether it will be a yes or a no before I ask the pendulum. I believe that the pendulum assists us in tapping into our own divine intuition. And for the most part, if I'm using it to ask myself questions about me, the answers are usually correct. However, often when I ask questions for others, they are sometimes correct and sometimes prove not to be. I believe that this is because each of us is the power in our world and that tomorrow is what we believe, think, feel, say, and do today. I totally believe that every thought we think and every word we speak affects our lives. Willie Nelson appears to agree with me because he just issued a new song, which is titled, Energy Follows Thought. The first verse says this, Imagine what you want, then get out of the way. Remember, energy follows thought, so be careful what you say. Be careful what you ask for. Make sure it's really what you want, because your mind is made for thinking, and energy follows thought. You can find the rest of the lyrics by searching for them on the internet, and the song goes on to reaffirm what I know to be true about each of us being the co-creators of our life experiences. So let's remember, dear Bill, that I shared in my workshop many examples of how I have manifested much love and many miracles by using my thoughts to serve me. So let's remember that the pendulum is simply responding to you and your intuition, and the person who is asking the question will make it true or not by their personal thoughts and beliefs on the issue. Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write her at AskDorothy at LifeChangesShow.com. And we'll be right back with our performance guest, Andre Ripa, on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition, right after this. There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening, someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audiovisual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to DorothyDonahue.com. The Life Changes Show is a talk, music, and variety show presented by Life Changes Network, which is a company whose team has dedicated their lives not only to positive change, but to helping others observe and embrace, honor, and celebrate their own changes, thus enabling a more positive, inspired life and helping to create a more positive and inspired world. From everyday people, celebrities, business leaders, and children, we are here to inspire our audience to do life better. With heart, integrity, and experience, we bring our message and positive intent into your lives through the Life Changes Show. As your life changes, we're here for you. Share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. We're back, and for our performance segment, we have a guest who's a musician and sound healer, Andre Ripa. Now, talk about a new direction for solving global challenges. Uh, actually, uh, our performance guest has incorporated dolphin-assisted therapy, music, and imagery into his practice to help heal people welcome to the show andre ripa thank you thank you filippo for having me 
Uh, it's such a pleasure, and I have to say, I spent a good part of the weekend listening to, enjoying, and re-listening to, and experiencing your music. Maybe why I'm feeling so great today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope that uh, yeah you you got something from it. Yeah. I I did, I did, and 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 actually, I I mean that a new direction for solving global challenges. We hear about uh, doctors and nurses and hospitals and surgery and and medicine and and pills. Yeah. We don't hear a lot about dolphin assisted therapy and music <laughs> and imagery. Could we talk a little bit about it before we go into the actual music? Or it is it actually? It's it. It's the music. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the dolphins are, have been used uh, a while. Of course, it's not very popular, but uh, some people are using it more like in private, you know, uh, sessions and private therapy and uh, mix the dolphin sounds with the music. And so, yeah, it's available. But um, I think there is more to do in that direction. But so I try to do my best to bring some uh, healing through the music and because music is healing anyway so my understanding and uh and uh, the good music not <laughs> the good one well interesting uh, we're, we're talking about uh music and and we're, we we don't have time to get into like what music is versus sound but it mm -hmm. it when we talk about uh, the dolphins it i feel like it's sound it's vibration that we're talking about and interestingly you started uh your career as a a sound engineer and you were working in theaters with sound right so that's where it all extended right yeah yeah it started yeah a few decades ago uh when i was still living in uh, in paris in france and uh, so yeah i was doing sound for theaters and musical and um so yeah i was already uh in the music but uh i was not producing music i was not composing music i guess it was the the preparation uh, of all that, but I was already very uh, um, in tune with the uh, effect uh, of the music on people, especially uh, gospel, because I was uh, working a lot with uh, gospel American singers in France. And uh, so I could feel when I was organizing concerts, uh, gospel concerts, the effect of uh, uh, certain types of music on, on mm. the people and how it's touching the the heart and the soul and eventually how people can be um, transformed by that or touched by it yeah well actually let's let's get touched by some andre ripa music what what are we going to get to hear first this is a pre-recorded piece from one of your first albums right yeah my first album that i uh, created during the, the beginning of the COVID <laughs> crisis and uh, because I had time and didn't know what to do. So I said, okay, let's compose that. So I called uh, this album uh, Prayer for Humanity. Mm. And, uh, and that piece is uh, called Prayer for Humanity. So that's the, the main title of the, the album. Mm. Okay, so here's the title track pre-recorded prayer for humanity by andre ripa on the life changes show
Andre Ripa. So Spirit Music is where you will find this music. Actually, everywhere where music is sold, we have a couple links on our page for Andre Ripa. But spiritmusic.com, S-P-I-R-I-T-M-U-S-I-Q-U-E.com, Spirit music uh that is uh music as uh french for music right uh, and yeah. uh you uh obviously uh, d- uh you you uh, have um a quality to your music that is uh very sonorous romantic it's uh it's uh it's very feeling uh it it's touching as as we were describing it earlier uh where where do you feel this comes from for you i don't know i i like beautiful melodies and uh, you know i started to compose like 15 years ago and i didn't i was not trained as a composer i was, I was been to I learned piano when I was young, you know, stuff like that. But I, so I'm kind of an, uh, an intuitive uh, composer. Uh, I can say I sometimes dream music. Uh, so it's that's what I called uh, uh, with my wife, Gianna. We created this uh, spirit music uh, platform, which, uh, which means music for me, my understanding, music coming from the spirit and <laughs> the spirit world. And um, and so that's my understanding of what I'm doing. I'm kind of like uh, translating uh, possibly what the music is uh, on the other side of this world, if I can say it that way. I think music exists on other uh, level of consciousness or frequencies, vibrations, and uh, and and I think. Uh, what we do is to uh, to connect in uh, in that frequency, and we bring, we translate it with uh, our uh, uh, actual instruments that we have in this three D dimension. But I think uh, again, music and sounds exist on other dimensions, and uh, and so that's uh, that's a bit what I try to do, and um, yeah. Mm. I was uh, touched by all of it. A bit emotional, actually, when I heard Chiara Mon Ange, and to know that uh, mm-hmm. that was written for your daughter and that she is named Chiara. I think it's a beautiful name. It's my mama's name. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> so, bravo, bravo. <laughs> so that was very special to me. And uh, 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 the pieces, uh, some of them so very different, like the uh, Egyptian pyramid, one uh, so very different from all the others and, and touching in a, a very different way. It reminded me uh, of a shamanic journey. And actually, after we hear this next piece, I would love to talk just a little bit more uh, with you about, you mentioned your wife, about the work that you and Janna do together mm-hmm. uh, because uh, it's obviously tied into the music and healing and 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 along with the music potentially more of what the world needs now so we're mm-hmm. going to hear this next piece which is from the creation album right yes my, the last uh, album that i released uh, just a few months ago so that's a completely the uh, opposite piece p- pretty uh, um, positive and a very uh, symphonic so full orchestra and uh, it's called victory and uh, after all this pain for this past you know two and a half years we discovered and how can we get away from that and uh, and win together and so i called that victory and how can we be victorious in this um, difficult world and get together and so it's a very uh, optimistic and um, yeah triumphant uh, piece that i try to to put together triumphant indeed let's hear victory master from andre ripa's latest album that just came out a couple months ago 
Victory Master from the album Creation here on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition. Ripa, I, I I would like to hear uh, that end every show of ours. <laughs> that is awesome, Victory. I I said Victory Master before. I apologize. I I was looking at the master. Uh, it was track. The, the, track. the master track, <laughs> and I thought it was very fitting in in a way. But Victory, it oh, is, <laughs> and it's from the Creation album, uh, Symphonic Journey. Uh, by Andre Rifa and again uh, Spirit Musique uh, Musique is M-U-S-I-Q-U-E so spiritmusique.com and before we go I, I want to give a nod uh, uh, not only to your music uh, but the work you do as a healer so if you could share with us really quickly what uh, work you do with your wife that is part of spirit healing arts, right? In which you use your music as well. Yeah, we have we've been organizing uh, for uh, almost 15 years now uh, some um, retreats, you know, in Hawaii, and that includes uh, swimming with the dolphins, uh, which is actually now not possible anymore, unfortunately. Um, uh, legally, we can't swim in Hawaii now, but we've been uh, yeah, for the past 15 years doing that and 
these retreats um, are usually including uh, yoga, meditation, uh, Ayurveda, and uh, and a lot of sounds and uh, sounds healing, and so that's the. Um, what spirit music I mean spirit healing, healing arts has been do it then we created spirit music and uh, and try to to bring more the the musical aspect uh, on stage and so we did some uh, festival like a beloved festival many years ago a few years ago and and where we we bring some uh, healing songs from different traditions um, on stage and plus uh, my compositions, some of them my compositions uh, and with some projections. Uh, so like uh, beautiful images that we project in the, in the background on the big screen. So that's a little bit um, what we, we've been doing for the, yeah, for the past 10, 15 years. Wonderful. And you can learn more about that at spirithealingarts.com. So all the best to you and Jana with what you're doing. Thank you for sharing your music. I trust we'll be not only hearing, but we'll be seeing more of it on uh, the dome screens or, or the big screens. I, it's very movie music-esque as well, a lot of it. So I heard that, yeah. <laughs> I heard that. I hope some... Uh movie producer will uh, use some of this music and uh, yeah yeah it's very uh, theatrical and, and movie style yeah yes indeed so thank you to you andre ripa thank you filippo for <laughs> having me and uh, thanks a lot what a pleasure and a big thank My you again pleasure. Yes, a big thank you again to uh, John Bunzel and, of course, to Alison Goldwyn for introducing the two of them. A new direction for solving global challenges, indeed. That is our show. On behalf of our executive producer, Mark, uh, Dorothy Lee Donahue, and our producer and co-host, Mark Lejeur, I am your host, Filippo Voltaggio. Obviously very excited, indeed. I'm in a whole other dimension right now, taking a whole other direction for the good, uh, for the better. Uh, I am your host, Filippo Voltaggio, uh, reminding you that as your life changes, like mine surely did, like ours surely did, we're here for you. Ciao, everyone. You have been listening to The Life Changes Show on the BBS Radio Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time Visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com, on Facebook at The Life Changes Show, and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant, Life Changes. The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Life Changes.